Welcome again to Wellness Through Menopause. And don't forget to visit my website, www.adayinandout.com. So during one of my last episodes, I referred to urinary incontinence during menopause. So this is a very personal story and I just want to share with you some pieces of it. Um, so it was around the time I started having hot flashes, I think. Um, and I'd always, this is a funny story, my kids would always joke that um, wherever, whenever we would go someplace, they would say, okay, mom has to go to the bathroom first before we do anything and that was true and even before I had children I swear I just had this little teeny weeny bladder that just couldn't hold any urine so the uh, the next thing that started happening was when I started running I would have some incontinence um, or if I sat for a really long time and got up, I would have some urinary incontinence. And I mean, even before, you know, like if I would laugh or sneeze. Actually, I think the sneezing got worse. Um, if I crossed my legs, I could stop the incontinence. But I would always have to cross my legs if I knew I was going to sneeze. So <laughs> that, that was the beginning of it. And granted, I, I weighed a lot more than two. So I think that had something to do with it. Um, oh, I know it did, you know, based on the literature that I read. And then I was talking to a woman who was a little bit older than me. And for some reason that came up, you know, you, depending on who you talk to, you know, you can joke about, uh, wetting yourself when you laugh or something and then if the other person says something oh I've had that problem too or something you know you can get into a deeper discussion so she said that she had urinary incontinence and went to a physical therapist like a physical therapist she's like oh yeah they did this and that and like okay that sounds interesting not in a million years thinking that they would benefit somebody with urinary incontinence so then some months went by and I had to go have my um, annual pap smear and I was talking to my doctor and I said and I told him that I was having some problems with the um, leaking and he said well that you know there were a couple avenues one of them were the uh, Kegel exercises and I think I rolled my eyes because I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, they tell you to do those after you have babies too. And I was never very good at it. So he said the other thing is, you know, some surgery with some mesh that holds the bladder. And I'm like, oh gosh, that just sounds really invasive. And I wasn't ready to go there. So I thought, you know, why not the physical therapy? And he had said, yeah, that he's heard of people being you know, very successful in that, and why not to give it a try? So uh, I found a physical therapist, the one that, uh, that woman I spoke with, who recommended, and I mean, I can remember making the phone call, like, it's because of urinary incontinence, you know, just this embarrassment that so many women go through, and like, oh yeah, sure, come on in, we'll do an eval, and then we'll um, set you up on a program. Like, oh, okay. 
So I go in having no idea what to expect through this whole process. Well, um, and I won't go into great detail just because I feel uncomfortable doing it right now because I'm not sure if this is standard practice. But they took some measurements, you know, to see how uh, strong my pelvic floor muscles were. And based on that information, it was all very uh, technical. And uh, they used different forms of measuring my strength. So with that, they set up these exercises that I could do. And not just the Kegels. You know, it was the, uh, they gave me a couple sheets so I would remember. And then I would go in and... You know, she'd say, okay, let's try these exercises again, or we'll add something, or how's this, or delete an exercise. And even, you know, things like um, doing squats against the wall or having a rubber ball between your knees and uh, holding that uh, while you're on your back and lifting up your pelvic area. So just uh, really interesting exercises and I thought they helped and they were actually able to show progress based on some measurements that they had taken on some of my strength. So um, it really worked well I thought and the more I uh, the more weight I lost the easier it got the less I would have incontinent issues and Sometimes if I knew something was going on, you know, I'd use a pad and that was fine. Oh, hmm. the other times that I would have urinary incontinence and I knew because I, I knew I was bearing down on my bladder in that area was uh, when I would race, you know, do my uh, 5Ks because I, I, I don't know if it was the pressure that I was putting on that area, but I would usually have pretty bad incontinence during my races. And, you know, that's fine. Just use a bigger pad. No big deal. So I found uh, some other devices that you can use, and I, I really don't know a lot about them. But if you look up, you know, urinary incontinence for women, they have different things out there that the FDA approves. And I saw something with pills on it, some medications that you can use, um, but uh, again, it's just, it's a very uh, common occurrence, and, you know, again, like so many other things, if it becomes too much of a, uh, a hindrance in your life, get help for it. Talk to your, uh, your gynecologist and see what he recommends, you know, go online and do some research and see what other women have used because, you know, we, we don't have to suffer. And, you know, my problem started way before I had children, but it did get significantly worse after I had children, but even more so when I started going through menopause. So if you have that tendency, please get help. There's a lot of help out there. So thanks for listening. And please, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact me. Thanks a lot.